Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Everything will be devoted to your service. We thank you even in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's welcome them with some applause. Okay, I think we like this one as well. What do you say? We like this as well.
Wow, that was lovely. Let's put our hands together once again for them. The Bible talks about the fact that out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, God has perfected praise. In Matthew 21, 16, that is what the Bible tells us, and that is just what we are witnessing. And also the performances by these different groups tell us that whatever and whatever, whoever we are and whatever stage in life we are, we still can be used by the Lord. Amen? Okay, so now we're going to have a performance by the YPC. Let's welcome them with a clap unto the Lord. On the hill cannot be hit. Amen. Matthew five sixteen. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. Amen. Genesis 1, 1. God created the heaven and earth. Matthew 2, verse 9 to 12. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went over them, then stopped, the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary. Then they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him with the gift of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Matthew 2, verse 9 to 12. Matthew chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. In Bethlehem and Judea, they said, For this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among, among the ruling cities in Judah. For a ruler will come for you, who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called a private meeting with the wise man and learned it from the time when the first star appeared. Then he said, go to Bethlehem, search carefully for a child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so I can also worship him too. Matthew chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. Matthew chapter 2, verse 13 to 15. After the wise men were gone, 
an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. And the angel said, and stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to stretch for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what God has spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. Matthew 2, 16 to 17. Herod was furious when he realized the wise men are awaiting him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years and under. Based on the wise men's reports on the star's first appearance, Herod's brutal action for poor God has spoken to the prophet Jeremiah. Matthew chapter 2, verse 19 to 23. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, the angel said. Return to the land of Israel with Jesus and his mother, for the, for the people who were trying to kill the child are dead. So Joseph got up and returned to Israel with the child and his mother. But when he heard the news that the new ruler of Judea was Archelaus, Herod's son, he was afraid to go there. Then, after being warned in a dream, he left for the region of Galilee. So the family went and lived in a small town called Nazareth. This fulfilled what the prophets had said he will be called a Nazarene. chapter 1 verse 1 to 5 in the beginning the world already existed the world was with God the world was God he existed in the beginning with God God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him the word gave life to everything that was created and the life brought light to everyone the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it John chapter 1, verse 6 to 9. God sent his messenger, a man named John, who came to tell people about the light so that all should hear the message and believe. This was a light, the light that comes into the world and shines on all people. John chapter 1, verse 10 to 12. The word was in the world, and through God made the world through him. Yet the world did not recognize him. Yet so, so he went to his own country, and some did not receive him. Yet some did receive him, and they had the right to become God's children. Matthew 5, verse 3 to 6. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Matthew 5, verse 3 to 6. Matthew 5, 7 to 10. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Matthew 5, verse 7 to 10. Amen. There's a memory or there's a verse in 2 Timothy 3:15 and it says that and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. And we believe that even as they continue to memorize scripture the scripture will drop deep into their hearts and into their spirits. Amen. Okay, we're going to continue with the program and we're going to call the boys once again to come up and sing for us. Let's put our hands together as we welcome them.
That was lovely. The question was, Mary, did you know? But once again, I want to say that we know that he who has begun a good work, he will do it. And the church will grow greater and greater and greater. Just because God is going to use these very instruments. Now we are going to have a joint performance. So we're going to call the boys and the girls to come up. And let's see how the voices blend to the glory of God. Amen. Behold this starlit night A king is born in Bethlehem A journey long we seek the light That leads to the hallowed manger ground What fear we felt in the silent age Four hundred years can he be found, but broken by a baby's cry, rejoice in the hallowed manger ground. Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Yeah. 
Amen. Amen. We've heard songs sung in different groups or by different groups. Now we are going to be blessed with a solo. Are we excited about that? If you are excited, let me see you wave your hand. Okay. We are happy to have our own sister, daughter, Elian, minister a solo unto us. Let's put our hands together even as we welcome her. Let's clap for her once again. They came from near, they came from far, following a distant star to where he lay. Not being sure of what it meant, but knowing it was heaven sent, they made their way. And the creatures gathered around and didn't make a sound. And the From up above, it filled our hearts with joy to see, and knowing all this destiny came tears of love. And the creatures gathered round and didn't make a sound, and the was lovely the title of the song is the angels cried and I hope you were able to shed a, a tear of joy in your heart that this young lady ministered powerfully unto the Lord let's put our hands together for the Lord we're going to have another performance by the young ladies 
Let's put our hands together and welcome them.
Wow, that was lovely. We'll soon be coming to the end of uh, what it is that the YPC has for us today. But whilst the other group gets ready, we're going to have some young men come up and minister. And uh, at this stage, we kindly ask them to come up and sing for us the silent night. Let's put our hands together and welcome them. And as they come up, there's something very interesting about this group, in case you, do, you haven't noticed it. We have two sets of twins here. And actually, the church has been blessed with another set of twins, boys. And I know some people are getting ready to receive some more. Get ready. The stage is being prepared for the last, should I say, I don't want to say performance, but presentation. So please just bear with us and we'll ask you to get involved in this last bit of presentation to the church. For those of you who haven't danced in a long while, you haven't even exercised at all, just take the opportunity, flex your muscles, move a bit as we invite the God stars to show us how much they love Christ and God by their performance. 
Let's put our hands together even as we welcome the God stars. At this time, it's a very rare but wonderful privilege to invite our own reverend to come and minister to us. Let's put our hands together as we welcome Reverend Charles Osei. Hallelujah. Go tell it on the mountain. Hold on, hold on. I wanted to do a dance with the boy, but he didn't allow me. Huh? I wanted to do a, yes, a dance with them. Hallelujah. You see what with their dance? I tell you, hallelujah. It's okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you for this service. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for the blessings and the gift. We are grateful this afternoon. On this first day, we say we are grateful. We are grateful. It's a day of gratitude for you came to live amongst us and you dwell amongst us. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. It's a very short sermon. I mean, it's Christmas Day. Nobody's supposed to preach long for Christmas Day, so we are going home. Hallelujah. Amen. But I think we are, we are like uh, Brother Julian was saying to us, seeing the children perform gives us hope. Do you understand? You see, when you cannot see a group behind you, you are in trouble. Okay. Success can be measured by who comes after you. Hallelujah. Amen. Success can actually be measured by who comes after you. So, how great you are, is, is there somebody after you? If everything dies with you, you are not great. Are you hearing me, church? If everything dies with you, you are not great. So, we are very grateful for what God has given us. Amen. I'll actually go put your hands together for them, yeah. In fact, all along, I've been praying for a name for them. You know, I don't like the term boys' choir and girls' choir. It's generic. You know, generic. House one, house two, those type of... <laughs> See, one of the things about God, that God is a creative God. Creativity. You know, so I've always been thinking about the names, you know. Hallelujah. Like, uh, like, you know, things like house one, house two, annex one, annex two, you know. It's generic. God is creative. God created Adam and told Adam to name things. Amen. So I was praying for a name for them. And I think I have a name for them. <laughs> Hallelujah. I call the boys choir Josiah choir. Why Josiah? When you read 2 Chronicles chapter 34. 2 Chronicles 34. It says that Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign. They will be kings from their youth. Amen. Hallelujah. But Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign. And he reigned in Jerusalem one and thirty years. Verse two. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. And walked in the ways of David his father. And declined neither to the right or the left. 
So I prophesied to them that they will become to become kings from an early child. Hallelujah. And they will do what is right. Amen. So from today, you are known as Josiah Square. Hallelujah. There will be kings. There will be kings. I said there will be kings. Not that kings when they are about to die. Very early they will start to reign. Hallelujah. Then I was thinking about the girls. And I came up with a name. We call them the Esther Choir. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because one, they will be very beautiful. Two, they will be very submissive. And three, they will stand before kings and queens. They will become queens. And, and, and actually, that's the, the last point I was going to say. And more importantly, they will marry kings. <laughs> so I don't see why you, you, you will not like your child to join this group. Seriously. I don't know why you will not like your child to join this group. Amen. Well, but today is Christmas. And Christmas, we talk about God became a man. And the beginning was the word. And the word was God. And the word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst men. So Christmas basically has to do with God becoming man. Hallelujah. And, uh, it's a short sermon. Because I've been preaching for a, lo- a long time. But you'll be blessed. On New Year, I talked about walking in the light. John said, Behold, the light of the world. And in John chapter 8, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And he made that statement in reference to an incident about forgiveness. Do you remember? Yes. Or some of you were not here. He, he made that, you see, he made that comment. Because John, John, when John, in John 1, when John said that the light shined in the darkness, that was John talking. He didn't say it. But in John chapter 8, maybe you should go back so those who are here can get it. Thank you, it's there. You see, go back to the story. The beginning, maybe from what happened before he said this. Yes, this is what happened. They said, they said to him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that we should be stoned. But, but what sayest thou? You see, if you know what to do, why are you coming to ask me? You, you know that you're supposed to, why are you coming to ask me? See? Exactly. You know what you are. You say Moses said we should stone him. So why are you asking me? Yeah. That's the question. But what says thou? What did he say? The Bible said that this they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote his finger on the ground as though he heard them. You see, let me tell you something. This is just side. Some people, when they ask you questions, don't bother to answer. Let's just close your ears. Hallelujah. 
So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you. I'm talking about the light of the world. He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. He that is without sin, let him throw the stone. Hallelujah. Amen. The sinless one among you, let him first to throw the stone. Then what happened? And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the elders, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Where are thine accusers? Has no man condemned you? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Do you understand? So this is the, it was like, it was an incident. Okay? And this is what happened. So like everybody saw what happened. So after the incident, we were watching what he would say. That's when he would say that. Verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, You see, so this saying was in reference to the incidents. And what did he say? He said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Yeah. So by here, he was referred. He was showing the disciple that when you talk about the light, what John was saying about me, that this is the light. I am not the light. This is what it means to be the light of the world. Which is what it means to be the light of the world. Which is to walk in forgiveness. Number one. That's why he said, I'm the light of the world. Because a world that does not walk in forgiveness is a blind world. An eye for an eye leaves a blind world. Hallelujah. That's why he said, I am the light. This is what the light looks like. He, he demonstrated the, the incidents. After this incident, he, he was explaining what the light means. The light. The light. Is that. You see, let me go deeper. You see, the light here means that before you stone somebody, check yourself face. That's the light. The light here means that before you throw a stone at somebody, check yourself first. So long as you, you so long as you use that formula, you throw very few stones. Almost any. If in that all you up, you will even recall some of your stones. <laughs> oh, seriously. See, that is, he was trying to show them that look. The way to live on this, uh, to walk in the light. You see, a, a way to walk in the light so that you don't stumble in darkness is that anytime you are want to throw a stone at somebody, check yourself before. And if you use that formula, you probably will never throw a stone. I'm telling you. If you use that method, you will probably will not say anything bad about anybody. Because as you are about to open your mouth, you realize that this thing 
hearing me, church? Before you criticize somebody, you when you check yourself, you say, mm. I'm preaching. But because you don't use that assessment, that's why you keep on throwing stones. That's why you keep on judging. You say, I'm the light of the world. So anybody who wants to throw a stone, just check yourself first. If after, and that's the light. That is actually the light of the world. Assess yourself before you criticize anybody. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's God. Because if you take your time to look, you'll find out that this rock you have in your hand, if anything at all, a brick should be thrown at you. Hallelujah. So that's the light that comes into the world. I'm talking about the light of the world, Jesus. And he came to the world. You see, but I, I, let me ask and add one more thing. You know, if God was to come into the world, see, when you say you are God and you come to the world, you must do something that proves that you are God. You can't say you are God and go scot free. Are you hearing me? You can't say you are God. Come and tell us you are God. You are God. You must do something to prove that you are God. Because, like for example, like I was being told that if you say you are in the U.S. Army, if you say you are in the U.S. Army, you should be able to do a certain amount of push-ups. In a minute. You can't call yourself a U.S. Army and you can't do a certain amount of push-ups in a minute. Who, which guy? Are you in the army? Yes. <laughs> He's in the army. Yes. Okay, tell me. They don't believe me. Come, 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 come and tell them. He's in the army. This is a this is a proper soldier. <laughs> yes, sir, Michael. What, what what are you required to do in terms of physical fitness and exercise in the army? So it's three things. Uh huh. Three things. Three things. Okay. Um, the first thing is the number of push-ups you do. The more push-ups you do, how many? Two minutes according to your age. Two minutes according to your age. Yeah, within two minutes, how many you do? Uh huh. But it's it's in accordance to your okay, age. Okay. Good. Then sit-ups too within two minutes. Sit-ups two minutes. In accordance to your age. Uh huh. And a mile and a half run. One half what? Running. A, a mile and a half. A run. mile and a half run. According to your age. So how many according to Abeku's age? Assuming he's um, like 25. Uh -huh. So the maximum he has for a mile and a half will be 12 minutes. The maximum he has. Push ups he's supposed to do? 60 push ups. 60 push ups! I'm going to come, 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 come. Cyrus, sorry. Brother Cyrus. Brother Cyrus. Brother Cyrus, come. No, <laughs> But Cyrus, so the reason why <laughs> the reason why he is, is he cannot come and tell us he's in the U.S. Army because as we look at him, <laughs> Hallelujah! You can't make certain claims without justifying it. Amen. Cyrus. That's my Cyrus. 
So when Jesus said, I am, you see, see, I am with the Father, I am God. Then, see, there, there are certain things that prove that he's God. So on Christmas Day, God became man. On Christmas Day, God became man. And there are certain things that show that God became man. Hallelujah. When was it even his entry into the world? Yeah. The way he came into the world showed that God became man. Because all of us came through a man and a woman. All of us. All of us. All of us came through a male and a female. So for him to be different, he has to come different from us. To be God. He came through a woman without a man. Even his, his arrival on earth showed that God became man. Because if my ma- if if I came by the same method you came, then how different are you from me? Are you hearing me? That's why he came differently. He came by a virgin birth. Just to show that God has come on earth. And after he came, nobody else has been born by a virgin birth. Except one girl who was trying to lie to her grandmother. <laughs> well, it's a true story. I think I've told you before. I haven't told you before. You will like stories too. There was this girl who came to the ER. She was about, I think 15, uh, 14, 15. Came with belly pain. Came with a grandmother. Complain of stomachache. Belly pain. He was vomiting. Vomiting and having belly pain. You know. Uh, uh. So just any, any childbearing woman who comes to the emergency room with that symptoms. One of the things we do routine is just pregnancy test. I mean, it's standard. So we did a pregnancy test. And boom, she was pregnant. Trouble is what? So the grandmother became furious. He said, You're pregnant? You're pregnant? You'll be having sex? You'll be having sex? He said, No, grandmother, have sex. I didn't have sex. You said, How can you be pregnant? Say, You know, in school, this boy went to the toilet, and after she came from the toilet, I want to sit on the toilet. I didn't clean it. about uh, communicable diseases like can get AIDS, STD by sitting on the toilet seat. So she, t- she told the grandmother, this boy went to the toilet and after the boy came, I also went there and didn't clean the seat. <laughs> and then, <laughs> the grandmother just the grandmother just looked at her. Laughed. Just what I'm telling you. It's what I'm telling you. The way the grandmother dragged her out of the ear, I said, "This girl is sick." <laughs> yeah, yeah. She got pregnant by sitting on the toilet seat. <laughs> yeah, but since then, no one has come by the virgin birth. Amen. Amen. God became man. I said, God became man. He walked among us. Why is Jesus God? Because he overcame nature. He walked on water. He calmed the storms. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Yeah. 
to show that he the Bible says, everything was created by him and without him was nothing created so to prove that he was God he calmed the storms he walked on water to, to, to show you that he has power over the elements hallelujah I said hallelujah he did miracles he did miracles he healed he did miracles continually miracles name every look the things the miracles that Jesus did even as a physician in every department he, he did miracles go to dermatology he, he healed the lep, lepers go to gynecology the woman he stopped the bleeding go to orthopedics the cripple walked Go to psychiatry. The madman of Gadara. You see, and that story, you see, the madman of Gadara, psychiatry. Go to psychiatry. The Bible says the man came back to his right mind. As of today, you may disagree with me. Most psychiatric conditions, we suppress them, we don't cure them. Is it true? We suppress them. That's why your crazy uncle, even though he's calm from time to time. <laughs> exactly. That's the reason why. That's the reason why your crazy uncle. He was okay. You have to be careful. He's calm and then one day when he misses a dose. <laughs> yeah. I don't think medicine has cured mental disease in a certain sense. We have controlled it. We have suppressed it, but we have not cured it. But he cured, he turned the man around. He turned the man around. I said, he turned the man around. He put him back in his right mind. He has to be God. I said, he has to be God. He has to be God. Because no man has done it. We, can't, we have developed medicine. Everything. But we can't, we can't we can't it and, and to, be, to be honest with you, Maybe in the next evolution of medicine, things can be cured. But a lot of things are not cured. In fact, the only thing we cure are just infectious disease. You know, we don't, we, I, I don't know. Any doctors can get? Okay, am I speaking the truth? Is okay here? Or she's not here? Yeah. Are you hearing me? We, we, we don't. Apart from infectious diseases, we cure. Malaria, but a lot of this hypertension, we don't cure it. We manage it. Diabetes, we don't cure it. We manage it. Sickness, we don't cure it. We manage it. Yeah. Mental illness, we don't cure. We manage it. HIV probably that's infectious. One day they will cure it. See, when you come to infectious disease, they probably will cure it. It's a matter of time. There's anything to infection that we, we are good at. Manage. So, a lot of our problems, we just manage. It takes God to heal and to deliver. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, it, it takes something about man. Yeah. Yeah. It takes, it takes God. 
why he takes God. That's why he was God. Takes God. Your craziness. It takes God. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's why God became man. Walked among us. He, 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 I mean, he raised the dead. As at now, I don't know of any medicine that can raise the dead. You understand? As at now, I don't know of any medicine. You see, and he raised the dead in various stages. Yeah. He raised the freshly dead. And then people will say, oh, it's not true. He was asleep. So then he raised the one, the woman whose stand was in the coffin. The widow of name. And they said, oh, it was a deep coma. <laughs> yeah. So, so, okay. This one said he was asleep. This was a deep coma. So Lazarus said, okay, wait. I, I will let him die and die. Last what he last I allow him to die and die. Die, 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 and sting. And then got him out. Yeah. And as Bishop used to explain to us, in the resurrection of Lazarus, it's one of the greatest miracles because first of all, first of all you have to call his spirit to come back. To his body. Because the spirit has left. Two, you have to. When somebody that is dead and is buried in three days, the body decomposes. So you have to bring the decomposed body back. Who thought about it? Yeah, it has to come back. The decomposed body has to come back. Okay? And then three, the sickness that killed him, you have to heal it because otherwise you will die again. <laughs> yeah. He brought him back. He is God. Amen. I say he is God. He is God. I say he is God. He, he proved that he was God. And the things that he did, no man has done it. He, the, he, he overcame our greatest enemy. In spite of our advancement, our money, none of us here can pay for your life. One thing that it's an equal opportunity is death. The rich will die. The poor will die. Do you, do you think that if you can buy life, all this rich will Steve Jobs. You just go and look for. You go and look for some poor person in India. Okay, how much is your life? $500,000. I'm buying it. You die. I live. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. Don't you think that's what they would do? Yeah, but you can't buy it. Life. Man's greatest enemy is death. Oh, grave. Oh, let's see. Oh, death. What is your sting? Oh, grave. What is your power? Man's greatest enemy is death. And as at today, he overcame death. Amen. He overcame death. The grave is empty. The tomb is empty. To show you that God walked on earth. Don't let anybody deceive you. What? God walked on earth. Because no man can do these things. God walked on earth. Look, some of the statements, for example, even his statements, talking about Christmas, 
even his statements, some of the statements that he made, he must be God. Something, something as simple as, something as simple as, I was in prison and he did not visit me. You have not, you have not analyzed that statement well. I was in prison. He didn't visit me. Most of us have not analyzed that statement well. You see, analyze. When I say you have not analyzed well, this is what I want to say. How old, how, how old was Jesus Christ? Before he died, how old was he? I said before that, how old was he? I said to me, most young people are selfish. You're looking at me. Most people think about themselves. No, I mean, you see, as you get old, experiences in life make you calm down. You don't talk too much. You work, but most young people are selfish. They don't see why they should visit you when you have committed a crime in prison. Most young, you see, so it takes somebody mature and God to think like that at that age. I mean, young people, you are selfish. Admit it. The whole world is about you. You wake up me, my makeup, my shoe, my glasses. My... Hallelujah. Amen. He was God. God walked on earth. God became flesh. God became man. Yeah. So that is why we have to take his word seriously. Amen. Amen. That is why we have to take his words seriously. Because they are not the words of man. They are the words of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So on this Christmas day, I am reiterating what I said. He said, John said, I am the he, this is the light. Then he demonstrated what it means to be light. Then, in 1 John 1 9, put that scripture, my last scripture. In 1 John 1 9, go to maybe 7. Go to 7. Yeah. Are, are you getting what I'm trying to say? John said Jesus is the light. That's John chapter 1. In John chapter 8, Jesus demonstrated what it means. To be the light. Then here, first John, he said, if we, if you say you are in the light, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, then this is what it means. It means you must have fellowship one with another. That's what it means. If we say we are in the light, then we must have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. If we say, if we say we are in the light, then it means that you fellowship with the person sitting next to you. It means Christmas should not end without you talking to somebody. If you say you are in the light, it means you shouldn't leave there and say that I can't stand him or I can't stand her. If you say you are in the light. Yes. 
Yes. That's it. Reverend. If you say you are in the light, that's what he's saying. The blood is it. They say we have fellowship one with another. Fellowship. Fellows in the same ship. If we say. Hallelujah. That's my, that's my Christmas message. If you say you are in the light, then you have fellowship one with another. There should not be any Christian body here who says, I can't talk to this person. And when I say I can't, you see, don't be diplomatic about it. You know. Not that I don't talk to her, but you know, I try to keep my distance. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. Not that I don't talk to you, but I try to keep my It's the same. It's the same. Hmm? Yeah. It's the same. The value is the same. According to Brother Cyrus, the value is the same. It's the same. Hallelujah. So we must take his words seriously. His words. Because God came on earth. And he was the one who told us. And he was the one who told us his words. The words of Jesus. He was the one who told us, look, when you stand to pray, forgive. Forgive. Before. When you stand to pray. He's the one who told us a story. I'm talking about when God came on earth. When God came on earth, he told, he's the one who told us a story about a parable of a guy who somebody did something wrong to him. The person owed him $1,000. And he came to complain. That parable was told by Jesus Christ. And the person, okay, thousand bucks, you owe me, I'll give you. Then he goes and cuts somebody who owes him ten dollars. He owes he owes somebody a thousand bucks. The boss forgave him. Then he goes to his fellow guy who owes him ten bucks, and he held the guy by the throat. Now you don't pay me, you are a dead man. This is the, the when God came on earth. These are the stories he told us. And he said, the master said, you wicked guy, I forgave you a thousand bucks. Somebody owes you ten dollars and you are pulling by the neck. You are, I'm not going to cast you into outer darkness. In other words, he told us there is so much importance about forgiveness on earth because by nature, human beings will offend one another. Ask your neighbor, have I offended you before? Let me tell you something. And if the person said no, he's a liar. He's a hypocrite. You have. He doesn't want to say it. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm preaching. Yeah. It's, 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 it's us. It's us. It is us. We have for... Look. We have... We, we offend so often. That's our nature. So if... You don't understand the word of the master whereby you have to continually forgive. You will forever live in darkness. For the light, well, the, this is, he said, I am the light. He that has worked in that shall not have in darkness. And the light is that always remember your problem before you judge somebody. When you remember who you are, you will always forgive. Hallelujah. 
When God walked on earth, he proved that he was God. If he proved that he was God, then his words must be taken seriously. Amen. Amen. Look, when you read the Bible, don't compare the words of Paul to Jesus Christ. That's why everybody must have a Bible with red letters. Because his words are above the words of Paul, Peter, and Co. Yeah. His words are higher. Yeah. And he talks so much about forgiveness. You have no idea. Yeah. Jesus talked so, look, he talked about it so much. So much. I'm telling you. He spoke so much about forgiveness. That even the last day on the cross, he still said it. Father, forgive them. Hallelujah. Because if there's one thing that can make you walk in darkness, it's unforgiveness. It will make you walk in unforgiveness. You'll be in darkness. Yeah. 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 It generates darkness in you. And it destroys you. Look, the only reason why I can walk from here to the end is because I can see. If the place is dark, by the time I get there, I will have hit my leg against something. That's why the Bible says that lest any root of bitterness springing up in you, in you, will destroy you. At the end of the day, the unforgiveness is destroying. The person that you are angry with is drinking his beer, singing somewhere. And <laughs> huh? It defies you first. It destroys you first. Yeah. Yeah. I know of a lady who was so upset. You know what happened? You know. It's a very sad story. That's why I, 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 I want the little ones. She was in the church. And the choir director, you know choir directors, you have to be careful about choir directors. The choir director was blowing her small, small. We don't have directors like that in the name of Jesus. So, and of course, they don't tell the pastor. And then another lady comes to church. And the choir director said, This is the one I like. Yeah. It's true, I'm telling you. So the choir director marries the second one. The new lady. Uh -huh. My wife knows the story. After he has caused the first one to go and do abortion. I trust what I'm telling you. Why do you think he's filling me in? I'm not making a trap. It's not in this church, so don't think about anybody. <laughs> it's a church in another country. Why are you always thinking about other people when I'm telling stories? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this lady became so bitter. I'm telling you, true story. So bitter. She could not get over that pain. Until now. She swore it. If you hear talking about men, it's like men are demons. Up till now, she's not married. She's very bitter. Who are this quiet director has become a pastor, married, missionary, three children flowing into your bitter. That's, that's it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. Why can't you let it go so that the darkness will get out of you so that you can walk in the light? Why? The guy's married though. Three children. 
if you hear him preaching anointing and signs and wonders, say, hey, you think you are there so angry, twisted. Forgive him, Mugun. Yes. As soon as you say, she, you say, you cannot dwell on the hurts and the wounds. It will defile you. It will defile you. Hallelujah. I say, you cannot dwell on the hurts and the wounds. It will defile you. Yeah. He knew the importance of forgiveness. So when God walked on earth, after proving that he was God, statements that he made, one of the cardinal things, you always refer to forgiveness. Forgiveness. Peter came to ask him, if my sister is bothering me, how many times? He said, 70 times 7. Everybody forgive. Everybody forgive. Everybody forgive. Because he understood that unforgiveness opens the door to demons. Hallelujah. So, like I shared with you on New Year's Eve, Christmas Day, ask your neighbor, is there light? Is there fellowship? I'm serious about it. It's a very spiritual message I'm preaching to you. Especially especially those of us who are married couples. Learn to forgive. Married couples, learn to forgive. I'm preaching, brother. I'm repeating. Married couples, learn to forgive. Yeah. You forgive everybody else. But the one that you lie, better you don't forgive. And your and your reason is, I mean, he should he should know better. He should know better. Oh, 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 how many times he keeps on doing it? Of course, she will keep on doing it because the other one you forgive, how many times do you see her in a month? This one you see her every day. The more you see, the more you are offended. Take it like that. The more you see. Yes, but I'm talking about the words of Christ. You see, so that so that you will walk in the light. Amen. Amen. You will flourish. Amen. You will do well. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's for your own benefit. When you walked on earth. That's my Christmas message to QFC Manhattan. Walk in the light. Amen. Take away the burdens and the wounds and the hurts. 2018. May the light of God shine around you. Amen. May you walk in the newness of heart. Amen. May you see his glory. Amen. You know, Jesus said, the prince of this world, he cometh, but he has nothing in me. If I take my key, my car key, and I press, only my car will respond. Your car will not respond. Your car will not respond. But my car will respond. Because the key has something in the car that it responds to. That my, your car has nothing in it. That's why your car will not respond. When the devil presses his remote, once there's unforgiveness in you, you have to respond to it. That's what it is. Yeah. He presses that remote. Yeah, because he's there. So he presses cancer. That's a remote. 
He presses early dead. He has the remote. He ca- it will catch. But if you have, you see, but Jesus said, he has, he cometh, but he has nothing in me. If there's no, if, there, if you don't have any unforgiveness in you, and you are in the light, he will press depression, it won't catch you. He will press cancer, it won't catch you. He will press suicide, it won't catch you. Because he has nothing in you. Church, it was meant to be a very small, short message. It's one o'clock. Stand up to it. Let's go home. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Walk in the light. Whatever it is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. With every head bowed. And every eye close. There's room at the cross for you. But here you are not born again. Before we sit down, before we leave here, God walked on earth on Christmas Day. God walked on earth. He said, I'm the light. He demonstrated the light by walking by asking us to forgive. But he said, I also came to die for you. Life without Christ is a losing game. There's always room at the cross for you. On this Christmas day, Christmas, the best gift you can give to yourself is salvation. The best gift you can give to yourself is salvation. There is room for the, there's a room at the cross for you. There is room at the cross for you. You want to, you see, what I'm talking about is, you want to make sure that when you die, you go to heaven and not hell. You want to make sure that when you die, you go to heaven and not hell. You just want to make sure. And the Bible says that you must believe in your heart, number one. You must confess with your mouth, number two. Three, somebody must witness this. So it's not something you can do privately in your room and say you are born again. It's a public confession. It must be before somebody, either a church, an individual, but somebody must see it. So if you are here and you are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell, please, for a few moments, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I want you to lift up your hand because we are the witnesses and I'll pray with you. I took that decision some time ago. Take that decision now. Please lift up your hand. The best thing you can do on Christmas, on this Christmas day, there is room at the cross for you. There is room at the cross for you. There is room at the cross for you on this Christmas day. Millions have come. Make sure. That's the best thing you can do. There is room at the there's room. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. We thank you for salvation. Thank you that God became man. You lived among us, you dwell among us. You shed your blood for us. On this Christmas day, we are grateful. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and be seated. Wow.
Some of you don't like. <laughs> and tell the person, my brother or my sister, on this Christmas day, the best gift for you, say the best gift for you, is to forgive me. <laughs> gift you can ever give to yourself is if you forgive me hallelujah amen but ask the person don't forget my Christmas gift amen lift up your hands father we thank you for this Christmas we thank you for the privilege and the blessing of walking in the light. Thank you that it's a season of good news. The report that we hear will be good. The news that we hear will be good. We shall be at good places. We shall sit in good chairs. We shall sit in good company. We shall be recipient of good news. Thank you for good news. In Jesus' name. Amen. Share the grace. Amen. God bless you. Feliz Navidad. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.